Coming up on this episode of Coordinated. Sounds like a true team effort. I love the planning and I love that title, Super Subs. <laughs> do you have do you have t-shirts made with a logo for them? Greetings, AP coordinators, and welcome to Season 6 of Coordinated. Thanks for joining us as we get ready for this year's AP exam administration. Our goal? Help AP coordinators create the optimal testing experience for AP students. And that means we have a lot to cover. Derek Kometa, former AP coordinator, now director AP Coordinator Experience for the AP Program. And I'm Rachel McBride, AP Coordinator and School Counselor at Mayfield High School. Welcome to the podcast for AP Coordinators. Welcome to Coordinated. Hello, AP Coordinators. We're happy to announce that the third installment of our Power Hour Trifecta is now available for registration. Yes, it's time to register for Power Hour Live April 2022. I'm Carrie Payline, AP Coordinator and Director of College Counseling. Don't miss out on best practices for receiving and storing AP exams, as well as preparing for and managing the exam administration. That includes advice and guidance on creating seating charts and seating policies, supporting students who arrive late to their exams, and ensuring the security of AP exams. You can participate in collaborative breakout rooms, and you'll also hear the answers to common questions coming into AP services for educators. This is the final installment in a series of live events to support AP coordinators as we prepare for the 2022 AP exam administration. Sessions are available on multiple days and times, but you guessed it, space is limited. We'll put a registration link in the show notes. Please join us. We look forward to seeing you then. Season 6, Episode 12, Proctors. Hey, Rachel. How are you? Hey, Derek. I'm actually doing great. Thanks for asking. I'm ready to hear what you'd like to talk about today. As always, I have the AP Coordinator's manuals right here for reference, both of them. So bring it on. (laughs) Well, our topic for today is a good one. It's one topic with two coordinated voices, meaning it's a two-to-one ratio. Just just getting you ready for what's to come, Rachel. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> because when this subject comes up, it's a clear sign that AP exam administration is right around the corner. It is. As usual, the school year is flying by. This year is no exception. Okay, so I think I can guess but I'll let you drop the big reveal. What's our topic today? We are going to talk about proctors and the proctor to student ratio, of course. Oh boy, there is a lot to cover with this. So where do we begin? (laughs) How about a quick high-level summary and then a reminder that more detailed information will be featured in Power Hour Live specifically the series that begins on April 4, coming 
to a Zoom window near you. Right. Good plug, Derek. You and many of our colleagues will be in those Zoom sessions to help guide coordinators through some final preparation for this year's AP exam administration. And there will be breakout rooms available for everyone to join the conversation. We'll put a registration link in the show notes and the conversation on proctors. It's a popular one. So speaking of, let's start with this. AP coordinators, please review eligibility criteria prior to selecting proctors for each exam. Also, when determining the number of proctors for each exam, keep in mind the proctor to student ratio and the number of rooms needed to accommodate all students. Yes, let's talk about that one in more detail, Derek. There's a lot going on there. Okay, well, how about a question first? Rachel, what attributes are you looking for when you recruit and select proctors? Ooh, good question. There are definitely some traits that I'd like my proctors to have. To me, strong proctors are reliable, detail-oriented, mature, and they take the role seriously, Derek. They, uh, they know how important it is to provide students with an optimal and secure testing environment. We want students to have the opportunity to do their best on exam day. And proctors, they're a huge part of that. They can really create a positive testing environment by being organized, confident, and encouraging. I agree. That's a, that's a really good point. And in terms of who can and cannot be a proctor, well, there are some eligibility guidelines. We find them in the AP Coordinator's Manual Part 2, pages 42 and 43. That's right. Proctors must be responsible adults. That can include us, AP Coordinators. It can also include other educators or members of the administrative staff, and proctors can be teachers including active, retired, or substitute teachers. Please keep in mind that substitute teachers who taught a subject for an extended period of time, like for a semester or a school year, these subs cannot serve as a proctor for an AP exam in that subject area. And so, who proctors your AP exams? Well, most often they're retired teachers and a few specific subs, At Mayfield High School, we like to call them our super subs because they've been proctoring AP exams year after year for my school. Some of them have been doing it for longer than I have, Derek. So trust me when I say I treat them like gold. (laughs) I also want to give a shout out to my amazing colleagues in the counseling department. They also help with proctoring when I'm in a pinch. They are super helpful with sessions for students who have extended time or other approved SSD accommodations. They are so amazing. Sounds like a true team effort. I love the planning and I love that title, Super Subs. <laughs> do you have do you have t-shirts made with a logo for them? No, but that is a phenomenal idea. I may just use that one, Derek. No joking. <laughs> <laughs> By all means. But hey, back to Proctor eligibility. We should also mention some important restrictions. So a high school student cannot be a proctor. Proctors cannot be employed part or full-time by a test preparation company. And proctors cannot participate in any coaching activity that addresses content of secure college board tests. Also, current, former, 
or retired teachers, including AP teachers, may serve as proctors for exams in a subject area other than the one they now teach or have ever taught. This policy also applies to AP coordinators, to department heads, and as you mentioned earlier, it also applies to substitute teachers. Finally, an individual cannot proctor an AP exam in the year in which an immediate family or household member may be taking that exam at the school where the individual works or at any other school or location. And Derek, important to note that on exam day, there must be a proctor in the exam room at all times. That includes during breaks. And you joked about this earlier, there's also a specific proctor to student ratio. To clarify, the minimum number of required proctors is based on the number of students in each exam room. Please check with my best friend, the AP Coordinator's Manual, Part 2, page 42, for a handy table with all the information. Rachel, do we, do we have time to share one best practice related to that? Absolutely. Actually, it's, it's two <laughs> best practices. Oh, okay. Well, now you're pushing it, but I, let's hear them. <laughs> When you said when you said the word minimum, it reminded me uh, of this. At my former school, when possible, I tried to schedule one proctor in addition to the minimum number required. This way, we were still covered in case one of the proctors called out sick or was late for some reason. Now, I know this year in particular, this this might be a challenge for some schools, but it might also be an option for others. Maybe not every day and for every exam, but it's something to consider. That's a really good one, Derek. You're on a roll. Uh, let's hear the second one. I am confident you'll agree <laughs> with this. Each day, if I had more than one testing room at the same time, I tried very hard not to schedule myself to proctor. You can guess why, right, Rachel? <laughs> oh, I most certainly can. It's important that the AP coordinator have the ability to float between exam rooms to address any challenges that may arise. And I can't do that if I have to stay in one room to maintain that minimum proctor to student ratio. Even if there are no challenges, I like to be free to help collect exam materials, to organize AP ID label sheets for the next exam, and to support my proctors by giving them a quick bathroom break. That tends to make me a pretty popular colleague. Gotta treat my super subs well. They do so much to help. Yet another example of your expertise as an AP coordinator shining <laughs> through. That is gold level service. Hey, Rachel, thanks for the conversation and thanks everyone for a few minutes. We'll be back next week to talk about the exam room. Talk with you then. Coordinated is recorded, produced, and engineered by Derek Cometa. Derek also co-authors the show, along with Kimberly Casey and Rachel McBride. Audio review by Elisa Aloyo, Dale Glazer, and Tierra Pinto. Our executive producer is Edward Biederman. 
podcast logo, courtesy of the amazingly talented Amy O. Amy is enjoying her senior year at Savannah Arts Academy. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good As Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School. Additional vocal support by myself, Carly Suge, AP coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California. Special thanks to all my colleagues in the AP program for supporting our show. And AP coordinators, we cannot say it enough. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. I'm good as gold.